choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. One we are willing to postpone. And one we need to win. Here's a ground ball right side. Could do it. The What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian Lalima, Apollo Dez with you. Follow us on Twitter at BLima790, at Apollo Dez1, and of course at Apollo HOU. The Astros broke out the brooms and they swept the Arlington Rangers. <clears throat> Three games set. They finished the Rangers off today. Three to one. Grinky gets the win to improve to 10 and three. The Astros will take off and travel to Seattle, which they start a long uh, eight-game road trip at Seattle, at San Francisco, and at the Dodgers. And Dez, it is always good when the Astros complete a sweep, but it's even better when they sweep the Arlington Rangers. Get the brooms out. The boys are vibing. We're having a great time. We're winning. And I just... I'm happy because this is what you're supposed to do to these teams. You're supposed to put them away. You're supposed to take them out back. And you're supposed to do what you did this week, and that's win. And a sweep, it's very rare that the Astros get a sweep. It's weird. Baseball's weird sometimes. It just seems like we can never get a sweep. Always seems that Dusty does random, random lineups when we have a sweep. And uh, we got it today. And so I think the homestand was five or six games. Um, Five of six, you take that. Um, Those dubs help you at the very end of the season and getting that home field advantage that you need. Uh, I think you need it, especially especially this year with all the uh, extracurricular stuff from the fans. So I think um, home field advantage is prime, and you need to get that. And so you have to do what you did, and that's win. Yep, so since coming back from... Uh, the All-Star break, the Astros kind of got smacked around a little bit by the White Sox. They only won one game up on the south side. Uh, then they take two out of three from the Indians, and then they sweep the Rangers. So, yeah, exactly what you said, Des. You you should be sweeping teams like the Rangers. The Rangers are bad. They are. They've lost 12 in a row now with the loss today. Um, they're not good. They haven't been good in a long time. So sweeping them back up to Arlington is always a nice thing. Uh, you had Belak get himself a win in the Friday night game. Framber Valdez. Uh, got a win on the Saturday evening game. And then, of course, like I said, when I was bringing us in, Zach Grinke approves to 10-3 and three on the mound. Uh, squeaks out a win. It was uh, a little dicey there, but Christian Javier comes in, shuts down a a uh, no-outs, bases-loaded situation, and the uh, Astros get the win 3-1. to one. So uh, Ryan Presley looked dominant again. Um, gets his 18th save of the season. So the Astros are playing well after uh, leaving the White Sox. So they've got a test coming up against Seattle and then against San Francisco. And, of course, the Dodgers, that's always going to be an intense um, uh, a tense couple of games. So, you know, coming after coming out of the All-Star break, you, you got a little, not a lot, not worried, but you don't see the Astros get beat 10-1 to 1 very often. And they got smacked by the White Sox. But come back home, get back into Minute Maid Park. Uh, get take back on in the, your bed. Yeah. Get back yep, in your routine. It. And, uh, and they win ball games. They, yep. 
They took two out of three from Cleveland, and then, uh, like I said, they swept the Rangers. Uh, so good. It's it's good baseball all around. Carlos Correa is slumping a little bit. Jordan Alvarez is slumping a little bit. No um, Alex Bregman. Yep. And this yep. team just figures out ways to win. Yeah. Right. We we yep. we just sit here and yes, they're playing the Rangers. Yes, they're playing the Indians, but they figure out ways to win, and that's what you do. It's the dog days. Last year they had the sprint. Well, now we're back to the regular 162 grind. This shit right now is probably mundane and very boring and tedious for the guys. You're just in that patch. You're just hitting that wall. And this is where good teams and great teams are separated. And that's what we're seeing with this team. It doesn't matter who's in the lineup. It doesn't matter who's pitching. It doesn't matter who they're facing. They're figuring out ways to win games and win series. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Excuse me. Like you said, Des. Uh, at the end of the day, good teams find ways to win, and that's what the Astros have been doing. Alex Bregman is out on a, uh, an assignment. He is traveling to Oklahoma City, so he should uh, join Sugarland this evening. Uh, hope to get him back in the lineup here in the next, probably, I'd say, not this coming week, but week after. Aledmus Diaz is going to rejoin the Astros in Seattle, so some pieces are starting to come back. Uh, you've got some arms that are... Uh, you know, a little bit tired in the bullpen. It is the week of the MLB trade deadline, so it's going to be a crazy week. We'll look to see what the Astros uh, do in, uh, you know, when it comes to trades. I would expect them to go get a bullpen arm or some time, uh, some type of maybe starting pitcher. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting week, but the Astros are winning games again, so it's it's a good time right now for the Astros. Good vibes and good times in yeah, the H, baby. One, two. This was only the third series. Uh, after the all-star break so we're about to get into the dog days of summer you know who's a dog uh um, you know who's a dog be, brian is it gonna be our guest you know who's a is dog he gonna, brian he, did he go to grayson juco do you know who the dog is brian tyler ivy tyler ivy our next guest an absolute goon an absolute dog goon. i can't wait i can't I'm wait excited i'm pumped i'm excited i can't wait you know Talk a little sports, talk a little live, talk a little bole. I heard he's a bole guy. You know, we're big bole guys, so uh, can't wait. Yeah, look forward to it. Tyler Ivey is going to join us in segment two. He is uh, doing a little rehab assignment down in West Palm Beach. Obviously, he made his MLB debut back in May, pitched pretty well in four and two thirds, then uh, obviously went through a little bit of a elbow strain. So he will join us from West Palm Beach in segment two. I'm pumped. I'm stoked. Ready for Are it. kids still so staying stoked these days? Uh, let me ask the streets. Yeah, ask the streets, but I'm hey, stoked. Hey, streets! Y'all still staying stoked? <laughs> yeah, you can say stoked. All right, That's I'm what stoked. I heard. Stoked for this interview. One might say bricked up. I don't know. Just guys being dudes. That's it. That's it. Well, that's going to do it for segment one. It was just a quick one because we got Tyler Ivey coming in to hang out with Apollo Dez and myself on segment two of Beyond the Diamond podcast. Don't go anywhere. Mr. Ivy joins us next on Beyond the Diamond podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. Segment two of Beyond the Diamond podcast. Brian Lalima and Apollo Des one here with you. Follow us on Twitter at BLima790, at Apollo Des one and of course, at Apollo HOU. And for segment two, we have Tyler Ivy, pitcher in the Houston Astros organization. Uh, Tyler, man, how's it going? How's the rehab? H- how are you right now? It's great. It's great. Thanks for having me on. I'm just out here in West Palm, you know, getting to work in every day. And, you know, we're, we're just building back up to pitch. You know, feels a, feels a lot better. Um, and we're hoping for a, you know, end of the season comeback, possibly. If, if everything, you know, Lord willing, if everything goes as planned and there's no roadblocks, then should be looking good. So, so for the for the complete stranger to yourself or to the Astros or just baseball in general, can you just kind of walk us through what the doctors told you? I know it was a UCL, you know, I think it was a grade one strain. Just kind of tell us, tell the stranger or the random person watching this kind of what happened to you. Well, it was it was kind of weird because, you know, it's been it's been hurting for a while. And in 2019, I had a sprain, grade one sprain. And, you know, the thing was they found the they looked on the MRI and it looked clean. It looked good. So they were just like, we'll just call it a sprain. You know, two years later, it's, you know, it's coming up again. It just, it was manageable at first, just kept getting progressively worse uh, as time went on. And we got another MRI and it came back great, came back clean. There was not even a sprain there. So we're, it was kind of confusing at that point. We went and saw some specialists. I saw a nerve specialist, a cardio, cardiovascular specialist. And um, we eventually, it took us a few weeks, but we eventually found a, a diagnosis of the thoracic outlet syndrome. So I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'll, like, I've seen Gray's Anatomy, so I, I, yeah, I don't know if Ryan does know, but uh, I'm a big Gray's guy. You can explain guy. it to him, but yeah. I, I, I'm a doctor. Yeah. Or or we can just explain it to anybody else because me and Des know <laughs> know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you learn you learn a lot. I mean, yeah. uh, basically, there's a nerve or a rib, you know, something blocking something blocking blood flow to a certain part of my arm, and um, you know that's that's causing a lot of you know blood flow issues. So you can't really get warmed up very well. And so that just leads to other complications, but, um, you know, it's, you know, it's either get a surgery or try to rehab it and go back. You know, the surgery is a little, a little risky as far as, you know, percentage of success it has. So we're just going to try to rehab it and, you know, it's been feeling great. So, you know, hopefully we, you know, keep it like that, you know. Now, is this something you, you felt obviously being the grind of being a professional athlete, especially through the minors and coming up as a top 10 prospect and then going to the show. Is that something that you just, you're feeling just kind of feels weird or you just kind of like been pitching through it. Obviously said 19 and then with 20 being this whole COVID shutdown and everything. Is that just something that you're like, just uh, it's part of the bumps and bruises of the grind or did you know, like, yeah, maybe something's kind of not feeling too great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it would come and go, you know, it started off to where it was just, you know, you feel it, but you know, not so much while you're pitching, it'll be after you're pitching and it just feels like it's going to snap, but it doesn't, you know, and you just keep each, each outing. I was just kind of like, okay, you know, stuff's still good, you know, still okay, but it just, it hurts really bad, but it's, it's manageable pain. And then it yeah. just got to the point where I, man, I couldn't feel the ball coming off my hand and I didn't want to be a detriment to the team or like the, the system or, you know, I just wanted to get it fixed. So eventually I just told him, Hey, you know, kind of kind of hurting here yeah it's uh, it's good to look at you know but so uh, when you were when you felt the you know kind of pain in your in your elbow a little bit was it just at first like oh let me take some ibuprofen and play through it or 
I just remember on my play, my college playing days, we used to always say ibuprofen, ibuprofen, any kind of pains, <laughs> aches, injuries would just knock down four ibuprofen and you're good to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they I had some stuff. It was just some, um, some stuff you rub on your arm, just a, a cream. And I, it was anti-inflammatory. I think that helped a little bit. Also, BFR machine, which is a blood flow restriction machine, helps you recover a little bit faster. Doing a lot of that, <clears throat> trying to do a lot of prehab work, I guess yeah. you could call it just to prepare in between each start to you know see if you could manage it make it better as as it goes um but i I think with with this kind of thing it just you know it it wasn't really going to go anywhere unless you addressed it with some time off throwing so i think that's it in the end that's just what had to happen tyler you big analytics guy i mean obviously the astros are known for being the forefront of it You, you came up through the system all this data uh obviously we all kind of played in the same area kind of grew up with you know, select travel ball and then you're into college and all this stuff and analytics is now thrown. Is this something that you embrace? It's different. Kind of walk us through that because obviously the Astros are known for, for that. Um, but as you, as you approach the game and as you do your own thing, how, how have you been able to handle all this data and all this information? Well, I think, I think there's definitely a place for analytics. I mean, obviously as we, you know, the game keeps progressing and changing as we move on, it, it, you know, it's getting more influential in the, the, in the game and how it's played. And, you know, there's obviously pros and cons to that. Um, you know, I, I think it's good for make, you know, helping guys get better and, and be able to get them to a level of playing at, you know, highest level possible. You know, I mean, for example, when I came in, I threw a two seamer because it, for some reason, it was a little bit harder, you know, two miles an hour harder. So I'm like, oh, you know, it's gonna be harder to hit. Then, you know, you get to pro ball and you see the data that says, hey, actually, your two seam freaking sucks, dude. Like, don't ever do <laughs> it again. Like, don't don't even try it, you know. And so then you start throwing the four seam and it's just it, it works because there's just there's things that we didn't you know, you don't know about in college. Like, you know, I didn't know how to throw a, a cutter in college. It was just this loopy, you know, slider that, you know, looked pretty. But it's just like it's just not going to get advanced hitters out because their their eyes and their timing, their hand, their hand eye coordination just it's so good that this game is it's just crazy how like how it's the little adjustments you have to make at each level in order to to get to a certain place. And I would say, yeah, the analytics definitely, you know, give you a little good push to get there. How's that conversation like? I mean, they're saying like, hey, the two seam sucks, but you've been throwing it. You're in the show. You're talking like. Like you look at it, you you look at your stats in college, you look at your stats at Grayson, you come up through like, how can you say as a competitor, be like, my two seam sucks. What are you, what are you talking about? I'm here. Like, like, what is that? Is that like a, a come to Jesus moment? Or is it just like, or you got out there and then you start doing it and like, Oh shit, you're right. Like, how, how does that work? Because I can see guys just being like, are you kidding me? I've been doing this for so long. Like it's, it's, it's gotta be hard to take that data and, and use it to actually benefit you at the end of the day, really. No, hundred percent. Well, I, to me, I took it as, okay, these guys know what they, they're talking about. We had Sig Medchall from NASA and he's a rocket scientist. So I'm like, yeah. okay, this guy's, you know, probably 10 times smarter than I am. Like, I'm just going to do whatever they say as far as the data goes, because I didn't know anything about it. Um, but I did. So we had a, our manager was Morgan Ensberg in Tri-Cities and Bowie's Creek High. And, uh, you know, he's a former all-star. And so he's just, he knows so much. And I, I remember he said something one time. I just overheard him say it. I was just standing by him. He said, he told someone, yeah, like in this game, you either change or die. And that just, that really resonated with me. I was like, you know, I mean, if you're going to, 
you know, if you're going to get better and move up and up where the competition just gets closer and closer, I mean, yeah, you just, you have to adapt in any way you can to try to, to try to get an edge on the competition, you know? Yeah. I think that goes to, to in-game adjustments, right? People don't understand how big in-game adjustments are. So I guess let's go back to, you said Tri-City, right? With Morgan Innsberg. Yeah. So take us back just to what, when you're in Tri-City, and you come up through the ranks, and obviously you made your your debut with the Astros on uh, was it May twenty first, I believe. Um, take us through kind of coming up through the ranks. Like, what what was that like? What was the biggest thing you had to make an adjustment with um, in game, just pre game, post game, whatever it is? Just kind of take us through that. Well, I mean, that's the thing when you get into pro ball. It's it's beating in your head that hey, find a routine, find a routine, do the same thing every day, become a creature of habit. And I mean, when I first got into pro ball, you know, we were all college kids, you know, straight out of junior college or wherever you were from. And we were just, it was the first part was just, we were just having fun playing, playing baseball. But then as you progress through the system, you know, you start to learn professionalism a little more, you know, instead of it just being, it goes from being like a kid's game that you just, you know, you're just having fun out there. And, you know, regardless, we were still always having fun but you just, you know, you learn to become a professional and it just, you, you can look at it as something that you love, but, but also your job. But I mean, we just had, we had such a great group, our, our 17 class, you know, all these guys are so, you know, we were really tight knit, you know, we, you know, played really well together. And I think, you know, we won the, we won the Carolina league in, in 18 and it, that, that was just, you know, we had a great chemistry on that team and things just kind of flowed, but it's, it's been a lot of fun for sure. I want to take it back a little further. Your Grayson days, bro. I don't know if have you been on your Wikipedia page? Like, do you do you oh. like get on it? No. <laughs> All right. So nine and zero with the two point oh eight ERA, seventy eight innings over twelve games. Do you remember like who actually got a hit and like scored off you? Because this is absolutely insane that you went nine and zero in twelve games. Like, that's absurdly good. And, <laughs> and obviously, people don't realize that JUCO ball, JUCO bandits. Th- those are dudes. Those are goons. Dogs. Are those are Juco, <laughs> the Juco dogs, man. Dogs. Juco ranks D-A-W-G-S, man. That's, yes. that's what, Juco. Those guys are a different breed, man. Oh, well, like, you dude, gotta have a place, crazy. You got to have a little yeah, you have to. Here. You have Some to. Got to have a screw loose, baby. And they yeah. do. It's fun. It's great. Oh, that, that's what I love. I think that was the most fun I've ever had playing baseball because a lot of Juco guys say that. that. They say the best baseball they had was in Juco. Oh, you're in these, you know, shitty, sorry, sh- crappy dorms. Shitty, you can say you can shitty, say we're it. here you for it. Yeah. Okay. yeah, we're cool. here for it. Yeah. Look at that. Okay, so you're staying in these shitty dorms. I came from A&M, and so we were staying in these nice three-story villas with, you know, a big cafeteria, beautiful weight room, just unbelievable resources we had at A&M. And then you get to Grayson, and, you know, it's total 180, but it's it was so nice in a way. You know, it was so simple. You get you get so close with your teammates because you guys are all living in the same hallway. You're, you're going through hell together in, in the fall. Like we had hell week. I'm sure you guys all yeah, had we the had, same stuff. Yeah. We I had mean, hell week. Yeah. But you, you bond as a team during that. Oh, yeah. You get closer. You learn to, Hey, like pick each other up. Like, Hey, you got it. Like there's just one more, you know what I mean? And you know, we just, we had such a good group at Grayson. You know, I'm still, you know, great friends with all of them. Those are friends that you, you, you always have, you know, no matter how, long you don't see them you know it's always the same when you when you meet up with them again but no it's that it was such a good environment we had you know our 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 head coach dusty he 
he treated it as a pro ball situation. You know, it was, you know, it was minor leagues with class a, a couple of times a week. You know, it's, it's, you do your own work, you, you know, you get your stuff done and just go out and perform. And if you're, as long as you're performing, he's just going to let you do your thing, you know, which I, which I love. And that's kind of how pro bowl is as well. So. Yeah. I think you could fall in love with the grind again. Right. Like that's, I, I don't know the the obsession of like NAI D three D two JUCO coaches that like think they're Navy SEALs in the fall Dude. because their programs of hell week. Like what are we what are we doing here? What are we doing, man? <laughs> I'm I'm treading water with a cinder block. What Seriously. am I going to be doing this? Dude, we do have wild, dude. Dude, it's like dude. a prerequisite if you're a a, a coach, not a D one coach, that not a D one, like also a Navy SEAL. Like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna make hell week <clears throat> actual hell week. So I, I love that you said that because I, I just talked to my friends this past week and we're in a group message, right? We're all bullshitting and you can always pick it back up. And it's fun because you you were in the shitty vans, you were making those six hour, 12 hour drives, whatever it was. And you're just like sitting there bonding, like you said. So that, that's really special to, to hear you say that as well, because uh, that grind is, is something else for sure. It's, 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 it's a grind, but it's all worth it. You know, it's, it's so, it's, it's so, it's so great. So yeah, kids, um, go to Grayson, you know, decommit from, <laughs> decommit from your big schools, go straight to Grayson. You heard it here first. Look, NIL so, yeah. happens. We'll, we'll get Grayson on the map. We'll, uh, we'll get some shirts made and we'll make it happen. Oh, dude. Oh, so dude. I, t- Tyler, if, if, if Grayson would have been a four-year university, would you have stayed for at least three of those years? I would have made sure I even had a red shirt so I could really? say longer yeah no yeah. I, I love every those. juke every juco guy that i know or uh even the juco kids that i coached or that went on to juco's uh from the banditos organization they all say the same exact thing they liked juco over when they went to their respective d2 d3 d1s wherever they transferred into they said the the juco life was some of the best experience the best baseball i've ever played oh yeah it's it's oh gosh it, i'm getting nostalgic here it's, it was so much fun man you know just Golly, Man, so, what was the the call? I gotta I gotta talk about that. I mean, I'm not gonna say you know, hey, how did you feel being in the show? What was the uh-huh. call like? Because that's special, right? At the end of the day, your phone rings, you're getting the call up to the show. Uh, it's already been a crazy year, pandemic, baseball shortened sprint, no season for the minors. Like, what's that call like? Because it's obviously different than any other calls anyone's gotten in the past. Well, they kind of surprised me a little bit because you know they told me in person because i was already with them we were you know i was going to oakland with them for the for the taxi squad covid thing yeah. and you know i drove drove from corpus christi to minute made and i'm having a bit of a rough morning because didn't get great sleep the night before i got pulled over twice on the oh, way to shit. houston twice dude did, twice. You drop the, did you drop the you know me card you'd be like hey, you know <laughs> me? like dude i'm trying to get to minute Maid park bro like come on <laughs> I didn't want to say it. The, the, <laughs> second, the second time I got pulled over, it was I'm driving down whatever highways from you know Corpus to Houston, and probably I had a 59. bunch of bats. Okay, probably I had a yeah, bunch of bats 59. in the back, and you know the cop kind of you know gets beside me and then kind of looks. I'm like, okay, like what? I'm not even speeding. He gets he passes me, then switches lanes, lets me pass him, then pulls me over, and they're just like, hey, hey man, can you step out of the car? I'm like, okay, sure. And they thought. You know, with all the bags, you must be, you know, smuggling mm-hmm. drugs. And so that was fun. But <laughs> as soon as I get there, um, I go in the food room, you know, see how, see Brett Strom, just say hi. And he's just like, oh, hey, you're starting Friday. Do you know that? And I was like, what? 
That's how you found out. Yeah. That's how we found out. No way. Insane, dude. I was sitting there like, what? You're no, just trying to get some. You're just trying to get some grub. You're trying to get some grub. And Strami's like, hey, Tyler, yeah. what's up, man? Hey, you're you're starting Friday, by the hey, way. You're on the bump, kid. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? It was, it, was, it was bizarre, man. It was bizarre. Uh, I mean, <laughs> just, did he big league you? Did Strami big league you, like leave the room and just let you sit there? Or did he like follow up when you asked? What was that like? Because I could just well, see Strami just walking right out. He he he's he's just standing there. I walked up behind him. I just tapped him. I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, oh hey, we're starting Friday. And then he just kind of kind of looked at me, and I was like, are you messing with me right now, man? Like, I don't, are you kidding? Are you serious? In Arlington? In my in hometown? Really? Yeah, hometown uh, too. And, you know, he just said, yeah, no, I believe so. I, it was, you know, they were, they didn't know if it was going to be Saturday or Friday, but then, you know, that's what he did. He went and checked real quick and then he came back and was like, yeah, it's, it's on Friday. So just, you know, mentally prepare and everything. And, you know, they told me, Hey, don't tell, like, don't post it or anything. Cause we, we haven't released it to the media or whatever, which, you know, I just wanted to tell my friends and family, right. know, but no, I mean, it was, that was, so, that was a surreal moment. So you're trying to get some food. Strami drops you on, drops that on you. Some and then off. you realize, oh, hey, by the way, we're playing against the, Ar- or, you know, we're playing in Arlington against the Rangers. And you're from what route, route, is it pronounced Rowlett or Rowlett? Whatever. Same Rowlett, yeah. Rowlett. Yeah, it's so it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's right there in DFW. What was that like, man? I mean, that had to be like Des said, I hate to say special, but that's got to be pretty badass. It, I mean, it, it was, it was pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Everybody that I knew was there. It was on a Friday night, so it was a packed house. Yeah. Um, Plus, it's against it's the Astros and Rangers, <laughs> so you're going to get extra animosity, extra uh, electricity, all that, right? And you're going to start in your backyard. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I just I I remember walking onto the field and you know just hearing all my my friend section up there just going nuts, and I just remember just looking back, just looking around, just being like, give them a salute. And it, it was just crazy to be in a big league stadium and, you know, kind of saying like, okay, you're, you're about to pitch. You're about, you're about to pitch in this game when, you know, I mean, you dream of it your whole life, but I mean, you never, I mean, I don't know if I really ever thought that that would actually happen. And it just, it really couldn't have played out and I couldn't have wrote it better in a book. You know, it, it was just, it was such a blessing for sure. Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing, I mean, your your pop stole the show. Let's be real. Let's let's yeah. be completely honest. Your dad yeah. was turning everywhere. Yeah, he is built like the rock, dude. Um, <laughs> Tyler, your dad good. is built like a brick shit house. <laughs> like, was he a bouncer in his previous life, or was he a so- slow pitch softball player? Like, if you Google your name, this is what comes up. I saved it. It's it's Tyler Ivy Astros, Tyler Ivy MLB debut, and then Tyler Ivy dad. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, that's that is so funny, man. I, I remember I saw somebody tweet and they, you know, there were so many ridiculous tweets. And one of them, you know, you just see a picture of them just fist bumping or whatever, and they're just like, I wonder I want to know where Tyler Ivy's dad was on January 6th. Just in just insane stuff. It was yeah, it, he stole the show, the unit all day. That is uh... unit is an understatement, man. Yeah. You're six four. What is he? He's six three. He's he? six, okay. So you're you're tall. He's just built. I mean, just stout. Yeah. Does he what, crush softballs? I was about like, to what, say. What does he do? So hammer I mean, curls. <laughs> dude, I, I mean, I think he just. I think he works out every now and then. He's just a. He's just a big guy. You know, he's yeah. just always been a big dude. You know, I mean, he played football in college, and you know, he was always a really good athlete. You know, he's just. 
he's just a big human being. I mean, he's, he's a, he, he likes to call himself a Viking. That's why that's how he describes it. You know, big bearded guy, but that's powerful. Yeah. Very yeah. powerful. Yeah. How was, did you talk? I mean, obviously you talked to your buddies and stuff. Was it just a, was it just a fucking party up there for them? Like obviously your boys are watching you. They had to be throwing some, some brewskis back and just, just getting rowdy up there. Right. Yeah. They, uh, they, they definitely, uh, they definitely went crazy. Um, you know, they, apparently they had security guards walk up to them and it was, you know, they were just like, Hey, you know, can you guys please just sit down and be quiet because <laughs> okay. the Astros are actually requesting that you guys just tone it down just a little bit. Cause I mean, they're just, you know, I am getting videos of it the next day and everything. And it's just like, Oh my gosh. Security guards are walking up like, Hey, Hey boys, you guys cannot shotgun beers here. <laughs> you got to stop doing that. I mean, your dad's up there like Stone Cold Steve, but we're just partying out there, just having a good old ass time. I mean, oh, we're just vibing, baby. That's it. <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah, that's. I mean, what an what an experience. I just, I'm so glad that they. It was so cool for it to be at home, just so they they could all be there together. It was, you know, worlds collide type thing. It, it was, it was really cool. Did you have an oh? you have an oh shit moment like on the mound? Be like whether who, whoever was digging in be like oh man i'm in the show like what was that like or was there a guy that you were just like i'm really facing this guy like i mean because you got to think you you have someone's gonna have that moment when you're when someone's digging in right it joey gallo was it was kind of surreal just because you know been watching him for a few years he's obviously really good i mean that that lineup you know they do they can stroke like the rangers you know they they're no joke and I mean, I think I think we played we played them today, right? The Astros. Yeah, the Astros yeah. just Astros swept them. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're pretty good too. It's good for the brand. It's good for the brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good time for the brand. <laughs> I did. By the way, I did see. I saw the franchise shirt. For yeah. yeah, I love that. Love that. Yeah, I, uh, awesome. Framber kind of left us. He left on left us on read for about two and a half weeks, and then he was like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't respond." And obviously, he's like in Spanish, and he's like, "Can I get that shirt?" And we're like. Absolutely, bro. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you want, man. I didn't, yeah. You left us on here awesome. for two and a half weeks. But... I love that. Yeah, uh, you want to talk about an oh shit moment for us. Like seeing, you yeah. know, we've sent we've sent uh, some stuff to other, you know, Carlos Correa wears our tank. He wears our H-Town versus everyone shirt. Uh, Lance McCullers is a, a big supporter of Apollo. We've got a uh, Jose Altuve, I think, wears one of our hats. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool. And then for for Framber to, to wear that, you know, in his post-game Zoom call and have all the local media guys post that. That was a pretty uh, surreal moment for us. I know That's for Nez especially, so. Yeah. Y'all are, y'all are growing. It's awesome. You're like the bar stool of the Astros. It's really cool yeah. to watch. You Love that. Just crack me up. It's uh, the funny thing. The funny thing is, like, it's it's just guys being dudes. And, and I keep saying that a lot, but people don't realize that you guys are just humans, too. Like, you you're – they're easy to easy to tweak shit and easy to do all this stuff and, and jump on someone having a bad game. I mean, I'm guilty of that. I mean, I've kind of said hey, some things, but uh, I've, I've slandered a few uh, players before. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's cool to just like to have these conversations with you and just talk like what's what's your game day playlist? Are, are you jam? What, what are you jamming to? What are you what are you doing when you're, when you're getting prepped? Uh, I know Scrub talked about you guys listening to Big Booty Mix in the pen. So um, what a. I've never, never gotten the I've never gotten the uh the opportunity to be in the pen, but um I, I love classic rock. So I'll play, you know, we usually on a start day, like in the minor, you know, minor league clubhouse, whoever whoever's starting that day usually gets the gets the 
gets the ox. So I, I like to do it's a wide variety, but um, mostly you know Jimi Hendrix, Beatles, you know stuff like that, Led Zeppelin, um, and then you obviously got to throw you know your new age stuff in. But but yeah, that's pretty wide playlist there. Des, do you listen to classic rock? Yeah, I'm a big classic rock guy. I'm, no, I'm you're big, not, dude. I am, bro. I listen to all types of music. I hit the shuffle button. Whatever happens, happens. You know, just we're just vibing. Who's your favorite band? Um, you know, I can't really, can't really just say a number one band. You know, there's just so, so hard, much, right? Yeah, yeah it's very tough. God, there's so, there's so many. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, you know, it's just tough. Look, it's, it's, yeah, there's so many hey, to choose from. There's also great. I get yeah. it. There's only so many. Guy. There's only so. <laughs> many, there's only so many big booty mixes you can listen to. Des, yeah, who's your favorite really band, man? <laughs> you know, uh, what is uh? I mean, I just I literally have my my questions. How is it bullshit with the guys? That was going to be my next question because now we're bullshit. But yeah. are, how how is it jumping? Like, obviously, you grew up with you know the seventeen class. You go through the ranks um how what's the difference in the locker room obviously it's professional the, the show can you still like bullshit around and and obviously you're you're the you're the rookie but how does that how does that work i mean i i was basically on edge the whole time in the big league clubhouse just because it was so new and i just i don't know i just didn't want to mess anything up but i mean those guys are just they're they're all so funny they're they're all so welcoming and cool like it's i mean it's the same thing like you were just saying how Oh, like you guys are humans and you guys are just yeah. guys being dudes. And it's the same thing uh, throughout, you know, they're, they're, it, it was fun to just kind of sit there and get to, and get to just watch them be, you know, they were, it was, it yeah. was cool. how, how long were you actually uh, up with the Astros before the injury? Or so you so were I, up. So wait, let's see, you made your debut and then they, you already said he was driving the right? taxi, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just asking how many, uh, how many opportunities he had to be in the big league clubhouse. <laughs> Um, it was, I think like five different times, five weeks. Cause we, you know, I went on some, I would just went on a road trip with them every other week. And, you know, the way I looked at it was like, okay, you're not going to play. I mean, there's no, no shot, but you know, how much would a fan pay to just, you know, fly on the plane with them, you sit in the locker room, you know, bullshit with them, go in the, go in the food room and just, you know, eat some really good free food. Like it, it was quite an experience. I mean, the day, as far as the opportunities i mean that was a spot start that i had on the 21st and they optioned me down right after the game which i knew was coming that's why you know i didn't want to i wouldn't have wanted to pitch that game if if i thought that i was going to be you know part of the rotation because then it's like okay well you got hurt on the roster so now you got to get paid this and that. i just didn't want to give off that look yeah but um you know it worked out well so you know so Let's, with uh, go ahead, with Ryan. yeah I'll, i was just gonna ask what's your day like in west palm i mean we we talked about it off offline or off air whatever you want to say uh west palm beach west palm beach has a nice culture great area um nice spring training complex uh clematis isn't that bad but uh what's what's the day (laughs) what's the day like you know like what's your monday going to be like tomorrow uh so tomorrow i'll go in at like 10 they had me coming in at 11 which was great because usually it's pretty early and i'd I, I do love sleep. So that's been nice. Um, but you know, I'll just go in, you know, go get a coffee, you know, just go in, do, do the rehab, you know, Tim, our, uh, our trainer down there, he's great. Uh, just, you know, helps you out a lot. They'll work out, throw and back to the hotel, just maybe hang out with some guys, just kind of try to find a way to kill time. Cause it does get pretty monotonous at times, but you know, that's just part of it. You got to fall in love. 
with it, you know. Are you gaming? Are you any are you a gamer? Are you big Netflix guy? What are I mean, I always said you like to sleep, so probably you pitchers, you POs like are you golfing? You probably got your nine holes of golfing and everything. Are POs you are a different breed, man. We talk oh, about JUCO dogs, POs are way oh, out POs there. Are, POs oh, are yeah. living alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big uh, Nintendo Switch guy. So okay. you know, Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, um, those are you know, probably Tetris, those are three great ones. Um, Mario Tennis actually. Man, I don't know. Have you ever played that? It's it's really it's really. I physical. haven't. I played Wii tennis. I played that. I mean, I haven't played the Switch though. Yeah, I've I've only played Wii tennis. Yeah. Yeah, I mean my 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 friend and I we would play literally hours a day, and we ended up being top thirty in the in the world Shit. for duos at at one point. We were just you know wow. it was way too Racking much. Racking dubs up. Oh, all day. Dez is uh nationally ranked in MLB the Show. He got his ass kicked by Luis Garcia the other night, actually. Yeah. No way. Yeah, he yeah did. so I'm randomly I'm randomly playing online and I'm playing the show and I'm playing it says like LG 34 whatever Venezuelan flag I was like okay that's kind of weird kind of different <laughs> and I, I just have the worst first inning like I have two errors like the computer makes he puts up a four spot and I was like and I sent a friendly quit and before the game even started it was rejected immediately I was like oh man this guy this guy's this guy means business and he puts a four spot on me. And then the next half inning, Luis Garcia is on the mound pitching. I was like, is this guy trolling? Like, I mean, Luis has like a 78 card, silver, whatever, pretty good card. And I, I pull it up. And it, if you're in the show, you get like your own 99 card. You just got to send it in. Uh, I didn't know if you know that. You could, you could do that as well, Tyler. I've, wow. Yeah, That's so good get, to know. You, you nice. get your card. And it says, literally says on the card, the real Luis Garcia. And it's him on the mound in 99. And his stats are just like, Madden created juiced up like he's throwing a hundred. He has that slider cutters moving like he dices me up. Those a perfect game run rules me. And I'm just like sitting there and I put it on stream. Of course, like we're going to get content out of it. And people yeah. are just in the comments roasting me. And then Luis <laughs> messages us on IG. He's like, Hey, I pulled up the stream. I was laughing my ass off at, at Des because you know, he's making me laugh, but also because I put up 13 on him. I was like, thanks Luis. It's great, great for the brand. Thanks for the the ass whooping. He's really good at the game, so don't play him. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you all gamble on there? No, absolutely oh, not. Okay. Absolutely not. Be- I mean, if he challenges in the clubhouse, do not do not play him. Okay. Yeah, no. He's a dog. He'll hustle you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian didn't know about this. I've been going to West Palm for a while now. I introduced him to Bole. You're mm. a big Bole guy, right, Tyler? Big, big Bole guy. Dude, yeah. Bole. Bole? I, Nectar from the gods. I, uh, I I gave Dez. So we had planned this trip, I don't know, I think maybe a month in advance, three weeks in advance. Um, we had some guys that we didn't know if we're actually going <clears> to <throat> for sure commit. And then finally we got everything booked. And uh, in our group chat, he kept talking about Bole this, Bole that. And I'm like, dude, there's no way it's better than Chipotle. You know, Bole is bullshit. Just this, all this stuff, right? So Last we uh, we go, yeah, we go down to West Palm. And uh, we have a phenomenal time. And um, we went to, I think, three games, two or three games. Um, it was International Yacht Week. And it was just a great time. And uh, me, him, and uh, one of the other Apollo creators, Josh, uh, we went to Bole extremely hungover one day. And it changed my life. Like, I, I, I wish Bole could make a franchise here in Houston. And I automatically had to apologize to Des. I had to swallow my pride. I said, I'm sorry, because Bole is damn good. I mean, it's it was phenomenal. Good. It was amazing. 
Oh yeah. It's the real deal. I mean, they got, you walk in there, organic vegetables. The, did you get the cilantro noodles? Those are the, oh, those absolutely. Oh yeah. You have to go cilantro noodles. Uh, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. But steak and chicken, cilantro noodles, That's... a little green sauce. Oh, whatever. De- oh. I told Des when we walked in, I said, whatever you're getting, I'm getting like, I'm going to trust you on this. Yeah. And I okay. did. And, I, and he didn't, he didn't steer me wrong. That's for damn sure. Oh, I may I... get injured Tyler and I'm going to use none of the stuff I have any sway with the Astros, but I'm like, Hey, send me to assignment to West Palm just so I can get Bole again. Just be sure. like, Hey, you need, I'll pay for my plane to just, just designate me out there. And just so I can get Bole because it's, it's the best i mean it's that good you know like it, it's it's just a a light years better version of chipotle i just i love the idea i wish they would bring one to dallas or houston like you said like i've been i mean that's an idea to like try to bring one there but i don't know i mean they're i looked at, i looked it up and everything but they're all you know it's all based in florida i don't know i mean there it would imagine that in you know downtown houston or downtown dallas oh man like it, it, a I'm, billion dollars yeah, yeah you could easy couldn't lose. There's no yeah. way to lose on that deal. No I, we would literally be like Jeff Bezos right now in a spaceship having this conversation <laughs> if we brought a Bole to Houston because it's make it happen. Hey, look, people people thought that Whataburger was never going to expand out of Texas, and look at it now. It's all it's it's in Alabama. It's, it's in everywhere. Florida. It's in Mississippi. I think I'm Chicago. sure got Chicago. Yeah, that's where the yeah. the people bought it from. You know, their the investor group is from Chicago. So. Bole, what's up? Let's let's bring it to Houston, to Dallas, just to Texas in general. Yeah, just throw us some, throw us a little pennies over here. We'll, That's we'll it. Figure it out. Bole, give me free bowls, please, for the shout <laughs> Man, dude. Uh, as we're wrapping up with Ty, uh, Tyler, what other sports do you watch? Are, are, you, are you grinding other sports in, in the offseason or what? I mean, my roommate and I, we love to watch college football. I mean, that's 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 i love watching college sports it's just so entertaining the passion they play with and everything obviously march madness is is fun i haven't seen the olympics yet this year i'm not sure what they're what they're doing right now Um, i haven't i haven't seen uh i haven't watched yeah uh, i haven't watched much and i did see a thing on twitter today that obviously it's only been a first what first one or two days but the ratings are already down compared to other ones uh and somebody yeah somebody tweeted you know a response we literally don't know how to watch it or what channel to watch it on. So I don't know if there's an issue with that. I haven't tried. I don't know. So I haven't watched any Olympics either. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, I feel like it's just, it's just weird without fans. I mean, why, yeah. why no fans? You know, it's just the energy it brings, you know, it's yeah. even watching it on TV. Like imagine watching a soccer game without you know, hundred thousand fans in the background. It's just not, the, it's not the same. So, you know? so speak, speaking of energy, we talked about college football. Obviously you had a stop at Texas A&M. What is the energy like against the University of Texas? It, I mean, I don't want to say hostile. I, I don't, I think it's a friend, like not a, I think it's a healthy rivalry, you know, among the fans, very hostile, very petty. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, they can't stand each other. It's, it's actually pretty funny, but I mean, it, it was the, probably the most live game we had all year. And, you know, it was just completely packed. Um, you know, we walked off on a, you know, ninth inning home run and it was just, I mean, it, it was just, it was unbelievable, but it, you know, I, Did you I actually go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, sorry, sorry, no sorry. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I think that is, are they actually come? Is Texas and OU actually going to the SEC? I, I, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I really okay. do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Supposedly so they're fun. supposed to, they're supposed to be sending uh, their letter to the big 12 this week that says they're not going to renew their rights to be in the big 12 um evidently this has been going on behind the scenes for like five or six months so i think this week we'll we'll probably hear the official 
hey, we're not renewing Big 12. We're going to take the steps to get into the SEC. Um, apparently, and I don't have a dog in the fight. I went to a small school out in West Texas, Sol Ross State. But apparently, Texas A&M fans and alumni, uh, they are just not happy about it. I mean, they are beside themselves because UT is coming back into their conference. Mm. Not, not to have, cool. I don't carry the way. Uh, I, I mean, just want to see. I'm a, I'm a, I want to go to a game at Kyle Field on the road. I'm a Longhorn fan and experience that rivalry because I was like, I was barely in high school when the last played, right? So I didn't get to enjoy it. Now as a young adult, like, hell yeah, sign me yeah. up for 105,000 people that hate dude. me. Like, are you kidding me? That's <laughs> hey, could, sick. Hey, could you imagine taking an Apollo trip to that? Oh, dude, hey, we could- Tyler, Tyler, it's the offseason, dude. We'll do some content together. We'll just oh, roll it out. Let's get it. I mean, dude, you can I'm put it on my tab, there. brother. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> bring you go. out. Hey, I'll pay for it, man. I'm in for that. Dude. Oh, I can only great. imagine. I've let's, been to one game at Kyle cool. Field. Uh, AM was playing Clemson when, uh, was it Kelly Bryant? Kelly Bryant, who was a quarterback for Clemson a couple years ago and then he left. Des, you know who I'm talking about? He was a quarterback and then he yeah. left. Trevor Lawrence took a spot. I think, I think anyway, yeah, they were, I think it is Kelly Bryant. The Clemson was number one at the time and I went to that game. Um, and it was pouring down raining. The tailgates were ruined because everything was so muddy. But just the energy in that stadium, even during uh, a rainstorm, was insane. I couldn't imagine going to a game when they're playing the University of Texas. Oh, yeah. Un- unbelievable. I mean, I-, I can't wait to see that football game. I mean, that's the, the-, the baseball is great. You know, basketball is great. But it's like the football rivalry. I mean, I want to see. I-, I hate to see it. I, I mean, I want to see it horns down. Yeah, so for sure it's happening with the horns down. You know, they said in the Big 12 this year, referees are going to be looking for people that are disrespecting University of Texas. And by doing that, as a Longhorn fan, I hate it. Like, just don't throw the horns down. That's part of the game. Oh, it's getting so soft. I don't know. (laughs) It is. It's just soft. But hey, the SEC is not going to put up with that. SEC is going to say horns down is fair play. Like, (laughs) oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I think that's going to be like a bylaw now. Like, hey, horns down. If you're coming to the SEC, like, horns down is a bylaw now. I mean, like, really, like, think think about that SEC if OU and Texas really do get in there and it's a 16 team conference and they do these four team pods or whatever they're talking about. They're talking, I saw one projected pod would be Texas, Texas AM, OU, and Missouri, all four together. Could you imagine that? Like, seriously. That those, I mean, the, Texas, Texas A&M, and OU, assuming that Texas will get back to what they used to be as a football school, okay. uh, are they back? I hope. <laughs> if they're in the SEC, they'll be back. They're going to get they have to be back. Yeah. yeah oh back. yeah. Hook them. They're back. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here on Beyond the Diamonds. First. Tyler <laughs> Ivy, baby, hook them. <laughs> oh man. Oh, this is this has been so great, dude. Um, I have no more questions. I, I, I know we've been chopping up for a bit. We went over time, but yeah, um, I got, I got one more Tyler. What yeah. do you think? What do you think as we're here in the, uh, second half of the regular season, the Astros, I mean, they got obviously one of the best lineups in baseball. Um, what, what do you, what's, what's the best part about the Astros team that, that sets them apart from anybody in the AL? We'll talk AL baseball first. What do you think makes them the best in the AL? I mean, obviously, I haven't been in any other clubhouses, but the the culture that I saw in in the Astros clubhouse was phenomenal. They're great. Um, they they freaking they love each other. They're they are rooting for each other, behind each other. It's awesome to see. Um, but also, I mean, like you mentioned with the lineup, it's you know just unbelievable talent from from top to bottom. 
I mean, you know, guys like Chaz McCormick, who, you know, you didn't, I mean, I'd never, and I've seen him play, obviously, I know he's, you know, so good, but he's killing it. You know, he's, he's, yeah. he jumped right in, you know, Bro, he our, hunts fastballs, takes daddy hacks and does. hunts fastballs up. It, yeah. it bricks me up because he goes up there yeah, and just doesn't get cheated. He doesn't so get cheated. He doesn't get cheated so during his at bats, man. He is so aggressive, and I love it. I love Am- it. Ambush a fastball, dude. I'm all about it in the big leagues. Holy shit! Oh, it's great. It's great. But yeah, you know, I mean, we have a lot of vets too. You know, they, you know, a lot of mature vets been in the league for a long time. I looked at, you know, there's a sheet in the in the locker room that just kind of shows like the whole roster and how much service time each guy has and everything. I mean, I think Grinky's at like 17 years now. And that's just, just, I mean, service time as it is, is like, so yeah. I, I didn't realize that's how hard crazy. it was to get, you know. And he's involved. He used to throw like 98, 99. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Danger die. Yeah. 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 He's unbelievable. He got, the, he, got, he got another win today, actually. Did he? So, that's yeah. Good. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. He's crazy would, awesome. Uh, he's my favorite to watch. I have, I do have one. I just thought of another question. Last, last question is the last question. Um, this, <laughs> The taxi squad. What's that like? Are you just like on your own island? Like, do they just like, what's that about? It's, I mean, you just, I, I literally felt like a, you know, six-year-old kid that was, you know, getting to go to the ballpark every day. It was, it was such an amazing experience. Um, it, you know, you, you basically do everything with the team except play. So while they're out on the field, I'm, you know, just chilling in the clubhouse, hanging out. But it, I mean, it, it was, it was so cool just to be able to ex- Experience it. I mean, like I said earlier, it was like I looked at it like I was a fan, and I was just getting to hang out with these dudes, and they're all they're all awesome. Like I said, it's. I mean, I would love to do it sometime again. It's so much fun. So I guess my, my last question for your rehab: What's uh, best case scenario for 2021? Could we see you back in an Astros uniform, or could we see uh, a rehab? You know, up through Double A, Triple A, whatever it is. I mean, what's uh, you know, optimistically speaking, what do you think? Optimistically speaking, so we're looking at a build-up progression until mid-September. So if we can get there, and you know my stuff's good, I'm able to spin spin everything, you know, command it well. You know, we'll go boom rehab. And the the minor league season, by the way, got extended by ten games, so it ends on October 10th now, I believe. I don't know if it's just for AAA, but I remember getting that text. Um, I mean, I don't. I mean. You know, if I'm pitching well, you know, if they need me, you know, I'm, I guess, you know, I'd, I'd be one of the guys that would get selected just because I'm a 40-man guy. But, I mean, shoot, man, if if I somehow got an opportunity to pitch in the playoffs, that would be, you know, an ultimate dream come true. So, you know, I mean, who knows? I'd Maybe you'll see me in an Astros uniform this year. Maybe not. But, you know, we're just going to go but day by day and hopefully, hopefully it works out. Yeah, and if not, uh, just final comment here. And if not, there's no reason to push it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Young we're, we're trying to be yeah. aggressive with it, but yeah, it's you know, I mean, I, I doubt, I doubt I'll be. Out of, I don't know if I don't know if I'd be out of the starting role again or not. I don't even know what the plan is. I just know that we're trying to build our arm back up to just throw bullpens and pitch. So, you know, we'll see. Hell hope, yeah. yeah, I hope it all Hell works yeah. out for you, man. Yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's gonna it. spin it. Look, I'll be you know that Key and Bill sketch where like he has a translator and he's like oh, hey, Obama. President Obama's doing something very formal and then he has a translator to talk shit. I'm gonna be that for time. We're gonna spin it, baby. That's what we're gonna do, Tyler. We're gonna spin it in the playoffs. Oh, that's greatness. <laughs> that's greatness. Yeah, that's so funny.
Oh, one, one of the best one of best one of the best parts about uh our podcast tyler if you haven't uh figured it out yet me and me and des like to go off the rails off the uh, <laughs> so off the sometimes we do it uh pretty quick i got asked a couple weeks ago what my favorite fourth of july movie was i don't know if you've ever been asked that or not but um dude we just asked the hard-hitting questions here at that's the end it of the day. <laughs> so. big j journalism <laughs> big, big journalism it. i love it Des, you got anything else? I don't. Dude, Tyler, thanks for so much for coming on, bro. Um, no, thanks for having me. Have fun. Open invite whenever you want to jump on. Just let us know, and we're going to do that content in the offseason for sure. Beautiful. Beautiful, yeah, man. man. Sounds good. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, Tyler, man, from, from me, thank, thanks for taking the time, man. I wish you the best of luck in your rehab. Hopefully, we'll, we'll be uh, seeing you in a, in a uniform here pretty quick, mid-September, late September, man. So, good luck. Thanks. I, I really appreciate it. You guys, you guys kill it. Uh, just you guys are hilarious love 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 your content it's good stuff. and we're we're gonna have to get you some more followers on on twitter man i just followed you so uh we're gonna we're gonna blast you out dude you, blast me out yeah, they're yeah, sleeping dude. on the blue check man dude. i know right are you serious come on man Three thousand yeah, followers dude those are rookie numbers we've got to bump those numbers <laughs> up y'all are at 10k now right we are yeah we just yeah yeah, yeah that's dude. clout right here. look at that Dude, it's, it. it's been it's been crazy. Hey, maybe next time. Hey, maybe next time we get you on uh, the podcast. Can we get your dad to call in for like a quick two minute oh segment? Gosh. <laughs> yeah, you, you, know you guys should just have him as a guest. You know, you. I, sure. I, you freaking... <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Hey. Full hero now. He's a full hero. I mean, no, on, I want to know the best way to smoke a brisket, and I want to ask Mr. Ivy. Oh, I want to ask him. Go on for an hour. I want to know his favorite <laughs> whiskey. Let's go, dude. <laughs> Let's do it. it right now. Oh, that's oh, so man. funny. Again, man, thanks, Tyler. Appreciate your time, dude. Thanks so much, guys. Have fun. I mean, that's going to do it for segment two. That is Tyler Ivy, pitcher in the Houston Astros organization. But hey, follow him on Twitter at underscore Tyler Ivy. That's going to do it for segment two. Stick around. Segment three is right around the corner here on Beyond the Diamond podcast. Segment three here on Beyond the Diamond Podcast. Brian Lalima, Apollo Des One. Follow us on Twitter at BLima790, at Apollo Des One, and of course at Apollo HOU. Des and I just got done hanging out with Tyler Ivey, one of the pitchers in the Houston Astros organization, coming back uh, with a, you know, after a UCL grade one sprain. So he's down in West Palm Beach. He made his MLB debut back on May 21st against the Arlington Rangers in. Uh, man, what a guy. That was awesome. That didn't feel like an hour. I know that. Yeah, it was awesome. Tyler's a great guy. Um, just got to chop it up. Guys being dudes hanging out and, uh, had a lot of fun. I mean, the best thing we always say about this podcast is it's not your traditional podcast and, and interviews. We're just going to hang out and bro out and just be us. And at the end of the day, that's what we, that's what we did and hanging out with Tyler for I think it was a close to an hour. It felt like 15 minutes. It was just, it was good to talk baseball, talk live, talk sports. And uh, man, what a freaking dude. Yeah. Got to, got to talk to Tyler a little bit about, you know, his journey through the minor leagues, his Juco, uh, how his dad stole the show on Twitter when he made his MLB debut. Uh, <clears throat> we might even get to hang out with him at a, a football game somewhere here in the near future uh, of the college ring. So we'll see. But uh, as we start segment three, which is brought to you by LoneStarPoolPros.com. Summer is here. Uh, any of your pool needs, check them out. LoneStarPoolPros.com. Again, that's LoneStarPoolPros.com. And Des, the Houston Astros coming off, coming off of a sweep against the Texas Rangers. And now they are set to hit the road on another big 
road trip. They've got three at Seattle, three at San Francisco, and then two at the Dodgers. So let's start with uh, a little preview of them going into Seattle. They play, oh yeah, they play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So not even a day off. They got to take that long flight up to Seattle and get right back to business. Yeah, a homestand that went uh, five and six. You take those any day of the week. And Seattle's playing damn good ball. I don't, Brian, I don't know if you checked the standings. I know you're not a big standings guy, but uh, Seattle is lurking. And I've been so bullish on them. And in our group work message, group message, whatever you want to call it, uh, I have been the only one saying that Seattle's a problem. They're going to be a problem for a long time. And here they are making the run. And I am a little bit worried because they're hot. They're hot right now. They're only, they're seven back from us, but they're only one and a half out of the wild card. And they're only one and a half out from Oakland because they uh, they took it to Oakland this weekend. So um, it's going to be damn good baseball. Uh, Luis Garcia goes for us. Our guy, he's he's a horse. He's a freaking really good baseball player on MLB The Show. If you if you haven't seen that yet, I have a YouTube video come out when he beat my ass in MLB The Show. So that's going to be fun. Good content. But yeah, Garcia Garcia is right there in the running for rookie of the year as well. Yeah, I think he is, Brian. I really do. Yeah. I, I know they're talking about the other Garcia for the Rangers, but Luis is a stud and I think he is your Cy Young and he's on the number one team in baseball. He is producing game in and game out and he doesn't break a sweat and he's just out there having fun and that slider cutter combo is disgusting. Um, he has a little shimmy, the little dance on the mound, got the flow rocking. So I'm excited to see him um, pitch. Like you said, it's a it's a cross country flight, or I guess half country flight. Um, it feels like a cross country flight. Yeah. Have you ever been? Have you ever flown to Seattle? I haven't. I heard it's a haul. No, it's yeah, it's a haul. It really is. I'm a big Grey's Anatomy guy, so I've been to Seattle, you know, um, via the show, but not in real life. But <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. You know, it's he's a rookie. It's it's a it's a long flight, West Coast start. Your body's not really acclimated. Um, Seattle's hot. They're playing really good baseball. Uh, I'm a little worried. A little yeah. worried. I I think on the if if we're gonna be you know realists here and not super super homer, um, this is a I wouldn't say it's a scary road trip road trip uh, against the the set against Seattle. I would say it's, we're a better uh, team. Yeah, the the Astros are a better team. Don't get us wrong, but it's a, but it feels trappy yeah exactly it's i i was it's a tricky three game set against the mariners one because you don't have a day off so you're leaving houston late tonight which is we're, we're recording this on sunday so you're leaving houston after a a day game uh you got to hustle up you know get get showered up get your bags loaded up and then you hit to you know you head to the airport so uh you know, you're going to get in, you know, somewhat late, but obviously you, you gain two hours because you're going back in time. So, um, there's that, but then turn around and playing again the next night, that's going to be tough. Uh, you have a rookie on the mound. Like you said, Des, the Mariners are, are playing well as of late. And, you know, I'm going to give you credit. You said in the very beginning that Seattle was going to be a problem at somewhere down the, down the line, the Oakland A's were going to lose steam and the Mariners were going to be right there. And, here they are. I, They're right there. Also, I think I also said by the end of July, we're going to have like a five. I think I literally said five game lead. I'm going to have to go yeah. back and find that because we're at five game lead at the like towards the end of July. Yeah, you did. I don't know if it was five, but you did say that they would have a lead. Three, yeah. Three to four, five game lead. And, and the Astros do. So I'm going to go 
find that and, and tout that up before they play the Mariners because it just feels trappy. And I don't know. I think the Mariners team kind of reminds me of the 15 team. They're kind of yeah. overachieving. They're having a good time. A lot of young dudes, a lot of people they brought up through the system, through the farm, and they're just playing good baseball and they, they're believing in each other. And we've talked about it a lot, Brian, when you get a team believing that's when they're dangerous or the, or they don't, mm-hmm. they don't give a fuck. Like they don't, yeah. they don't give a fuck that the Astros are the best team in the league. I guarantee that they, they are hungry to unthrown them and beat them and, and show that they're here to play. And it just reminds me of that 15 team because it, it's when it all comes together like that and you have a team overachieving, Hey, a win is a win. It doesn't matter if you're overachieving or not. There's still wins at the end of the day in the win column. So, um, they're dangerous. I think it, yeah. it's they got to Astros got to come out ready ready to play. Yeah, and I think you know the the good thing about the Houston Astros is they still have the best lineup in baseball, correct? Offensively, so uh, Seattle their their guys on the mound are going to have to be at their best to try to get outs here. Uh, but again, it's a tricky it's a tricky road set. Yes, um, trappy. Garcia, yeah, trappy. Garcia, McCullers, Odorizzi, uh, those are the three set to pitch against the Mariners. Uh, you've got. How do you even pronounce this dude's last name? Uh, McConaughey? Is it McConaughey? McCaughlin? Are you talking about Macaulay Coughlin or are you talking about Matthew McConaughey? I think. Are it's you McCauley talking about Col- someone else? Because you're thinking of Macaulay Coughlin. Okay, I'm thinking of you, Darren. You literally just I'm said McConaughey, about, and you literally just said Macaulay Coughlin. Yeah. How do you pronounce that? Who, I don't even know who you're talking about. Is it the the pitcher for the uh, Seattle Mariners? Oh, it Darren, says TBD on my end. So I. Uh, oh, on on my end, I've got uh, Darren McCaughinha. Wow. I have no idea. It's a McConaughey. It's got to be McConaughey. Dude, I, it literally says TBD on, on the website. So, Oh, I don't know. I got Darren McConaughey. I don't mind. Darren We're facing McCon- Matthew McConaughey. You're here first. Mariners. <laughs> Hold on, dude. I'm absolutely Are you looking this, this guy, up right dude. now? I am. Oh, I my gosh. All right. So while Brian looks that up, um, it's just a big week for the Astros. You know, you're on this West Coast swing. Um, we ha- I, I felt like we haven't had a West Coast game in a hot minute. So late night baseball, a little Astros after dark, a little spice, a little romance, a little little bottle of wine. Let's get a little weird. Um, it should be fun. Darren, Darren for the Mariners was called up just here recently, four days ago. Are you still talking about McConaughey? Yeah, I'm going to try to get a pronunciation on this. Okay, so then we have the fucking Giants who found the fountain of youth all of a sudden playing damn good baseball. Um Number one team in the NL. They just took a series from the Dodgers. That's trappy. I mean, this is a big week. Big week for us. I, I can't find how Look, to pronounce dude, it's this McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. It's Mc- I just looked it up. Yeah, McConaughey, bro. You got it right. <laughs> You're full of shit. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, M- McConaughey or Macaulay Culkin are pitching tomorrow night against the Astros. It's Macaulay Culkin. Dude, I'm just saying what you said. I'm just letting the listeners know. I don't know, man. I can't. I'm not. All right. We're like, already off the rails. This is ridiculous. Are, what are you, a narc? Uh, then they go against Flexen and Kikuchi for the Mariners. Uh, you know, now your camera is blurry. Thank God it only went blurry once uh, when Tyler Ivey was on with us in segment two. But uh, yeah, the, the Giants are really good. What are we doing here? What are we doing? Look, the Giants are playing really good baseball. Um, Posey, Crawford. Longoria, I mean, it's your early 2010s All-Stars, and they're playing like they're All-Stars again. I, 
you got to go in thinking they're going to try to beat your ass and you got to go in and, and hey, maybe a World Series uh, preview. Who knows? The Giants are 62 and 37 this year. First in the NL West. I'm, I can't. I don't I don't understand it. I really don't. I really don't. But the Giants just lost two out of three to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Prior to that, they took three out of four from the Dodgers. Yep. Baseball's weird. It is weird. Right? You just beat the Dodgers yeah. and then yikes. Yeah, they've got a big home stand. They they take on the Dodgers again and uh then they host the Houston Astros, which very easily could be a World Series preview. So big road trip. Big road trip for sure. Yeah, I think I'm, it's I'm struggling over here. I think man. it's just a a series where you have opportunities to keep showing the league that you're for real. Obviously, it's very easy to say that the Astros have been the gold standard for the last half decade, but you got to show it day in and day out. And um, I'm sure there'll be some booze. I'm sure there'll be some trash can inflatable banging and stuff. But at the end of the day, you got to play the game. You got to get all 27 outs and. Um, the Astros are doing a pretty damn good job at, at uh, making sure the other teams know that they're there. Yeah, and hopefully uh, Carlos Correa comes out of his slump on this road trip. Yeah, he needs something, right? Maybe a little change of scenery, get out of Minute Maid Park. Um, I don't know. He's he's had good at-bats at times. That like When you're in a slump this bad, you just think that nothing can go right and anything you hit is going to be caught, but there's times within that bad stretch i'm like oh i was actually really good at bat just a lot of you know bad luck and so um if he gets hot we got Bregs out on assignment right now so you know reinforcements are coming yeah ledmus um, diaz has been cleared so he will be it looks like he'll be back, back right yeah he'll be back with the big club in seattle nice well, um uh, hopefully be a big, big uh, no more robel garcia so i think um i don't know the horses are coming back guys are coming back and um should be a good week. Yeah, Jordan struggling as of late as well. Yeah. So hopefully he can get out of that slump. My son, I haven't fed him. I told him, I was like, hey, Bubba, we're not eating. We're not eating until you start eating at the plate. So that's his, he's grounded right now. Yep. So yeah, big road trip, big tests for sure. Uh, Got to focus on Seattle first, uh, get through them, and then you'll go go down the uh, West Coast and you'll take on the San Francisco Giants. Um, And then you go to Chavez Ravine. And uh, you play the Dodgers. Not really, really threatened by the Dodgers that much anymore. Should it shouldn't be loud uh, at all? There should should be real quiet. Not at all. You know, shouldn't not be at all. Should be like a, a mouse in a church pew. That's how quiet it's going to be. Probably be there. So that place is going to be rough. It's going to be a circus. It's going to be a zoo. It's going to be a zoo. I'm I'm excited. Like I as a yeah. fan of the game, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, absolutely. You see our guy Ben Verlander do that little video this past week when he I went did. to a Dodger game and said, "Can you say yeah. anything nice to the Astros?" And they got some compliment. He got some compliments on the Astros uniforms. Yeah, yeah, but That's it. nothing, nothing else was nice at all. It's such fake outrage, it's so dude. Fake, bro. So <laughs> everyone fake, was man. cheating. Oh, even you, Bellinger. I'm talking to you right now. He, God, dude. The Astros brought a gun to a gunfight. Okay, yeah, at the end of the day. Um, fake outrage man just i don't have the effort to to talk about that anymore it's just it's exhausting yeah all roads still lead through houston and the matchup i'm really excited to see the seattle matchup just because they're a young team they're believing they're fighting they're winning good yeah winning a lot and they're playing really good teams i mean they just took three or four from oakland who's you know 
has been on our heels from from the jump. So, um, I I think it's going to be a a good series. What's your prediction on that, Brian? Yeah, I man, I, I'm I'm kind of perplexed when it comes to this series. Um, you know, it it I want to say they're going to take two out of three. I, I feel like Luis Garcia is going to pitch well. Uh, Lance McCullers is going to pitch well, and then our guy Jake Odorizzi. Um, I don't know what you're going to get from him. I, I don't. You know, you could do the whole four innings, five innings piggyback situation, but, you know, you want to see him get extended into games and you want to see him pitch well. Um, yeah, it's so, tough, right? Like, what, he went four I, and two-thirds this past week against... Yeah, yeah. Belak pitched pretty damn good out of the pen. Um, it, you expect more. You right. expect more. And as Jake Odorizzi, guys, we're, we could stand here and man up enough and say, hey, we expect more from our guy, Jake. And uh, Odo Day is the best day, like I like to say, in our, in our fan club meetings. And so, it's uh, we expect more. We expect more out of Jake Odorizzi, especially with all that money that we paid him. Yeah, that, and, and it's just, it's coming to a point where it's like, all right, dude, you know, it's not like you're fresh, fresh off the IL, you know, you've had time. So, let's, let's, let's figure it out here. Let's, let's get you into a fifth, sixth, seventh inning. Because, you know, there, there are some innings that I see him pitch, and I'm just like, God damn, this guy is good. Yeah. When, when he, if he can, you know, you put together innings that are similar to this, holy shit. Like, that's a big weapon in the rotation for the Astros. But then it's like, you know, he falls apart in so an it, inning. So do you think he's it's, our back-end piggyback guy come playoffs? Because he, he could do two or three, it seems. You know, I, do you I, trust, I don't know. Do you trust Jake I, Odorizzi coming in the fifth inning to go fifth through the seventh and handing it off to whoever new reliever we get at the I All-Star would, I would trust... Uh, I would trust Jake Odorizzi in the first three innings and then bring in a piggyback guy. I don't know if I would trust him in a different situation. So you you have him piggyback tandem, but starting the yeah, front end of but it. but starting. I think okay. the front end would be... I don't know, man. I just... I, the, what I've seen is like the first three innings, the dude's pretty good. And then it's it's almost like... Because didn't, didn't we say... Not us, but didn't some people say that he almost has like the Keuchel syndrome? Kind of got to get out of the first inning, and he and he settles in for a few innings. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I, know if that's like if it's full Keiko, but it seems like that's just kind of how the luck's been, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. It, he's uh, he's a mystery. He's an enigma wrapped yeah, in a paradox for sure, for sure. And the trade deadline's right around the corner. Yeah. So any hot takes? Um. Man, you want to save this for this episode, or you want, or you want? To save uh, it for yeah, the next let's tease one? it. Let's tease it for the next one. <clears throat> I look. We've got here. We are. We're recording this on Sunday, July twenty fifth. You'll hear this most likely on Monday, July twenty sixth. The trade deadline is Friday the thirtieth, right around the corner. I I'm so up and down with my predictions on. I know they're going to go get another arm. But I really want them to make a splash and go get like I don't know Max Scherzer, bro. Don't tempt me with a good time, man. Dude. Do not tempt me with a good time. I don't know. I I could see. Look, I I think this is what I think is going to happen. I think the Astros go out, grab a no name guy. Not I don't say this disrespectfully. A guy that is not a Max Scherzer, not yeah. a. A Craig Kimbrell. He, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to get a guy that 
the analytics department is like, this guy screams value off the off the charts. You give up a top 15 prospect guy, you go get him. Uh, the fan base is going to shit themselves because it's not K. Kerbal or Matt Scherzer. And yep. the Dodgers or the Yankees, some other name goes all in. They give up the farm and go get go goes against one of those big names. And we're going to be stuck with Joe Schmo, right. for example. And they don't realize that the analytics and all the stuff says that this is a good deal and they're going to get good value. I just think they're going to get a, a deal that you're like, okay, like you got to trust that the front office and, and this department that goes and finds the value does what they're supposed to do because this is their week. This is their Super Bowl. And I think that's what's oh, going to yeah. happen. And so I don't think it's going to be a K. Krimble. I don't think it's going to be a, a Scherzer. I, I would be pleasantly surprised and shocked that they did. Um, all my people that have fed me a little bit of crumbs have gone silent. So I think that's a good thing. I don't, I don't know, or they don't trust me anymore. Um, or they maybe don't trust me on the week of because I'd, I'd say something. So I, I think, I just think it's going to be a good get and it's going to be a good baseball get, not so much appeasing the fans get. Right. So I, I, and I know we're getting short on time here, but I, I think. You know, James Click comes from the Tampa Bay Rays. Obviously, we, we saw what Tampa Bay has done in the past. They don't make big splashes at trade deadlines or free agency, anything like that. Um, so there's always that side of it. But then James Click makes, you know, little, gives us little, you know, little tidbits here and there of, um, you know, he talks about how Jim Crane has told him, okay, you know, we, we can get into the luxury tax. We can go over and, you know, have to pay that. Uh, then he also said, you know, that uh, the front office has a job that, you know, they have to do their due diligence to make the team better. And they know that they have a lineup that can get them to the World Series. But there's also that fact that getting to the World Series is so rare. So they have to go all out to get them to a point that has the best roster to get to the World Series. So then it's like, okay, maybe they are maybe they are going to go out and make a big splash at the trade deadline. I think the Astros have tradable pieces. Um, younger guys that won't necessarily burn the farm, so to speak. I think there's some guys uh, in the minor leagues right now that are untouchable and untradable. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. We will see. But I, I would lean towards the latter where I say what you did. The, they're going to make the best move um, <clears throat> for the roster, but not burning the farm and not to appease the fans and go making a big splash with a big name free agent guy, or I'm sorry, big name guy that in in uh that's gonna get here by the trade deadline. So we'll see. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a big week, that's for sure. We got a lot going on this week. Huge, you know that huge, huge week. And I don't even know. I don't think we could say. No, we can't say it. All all I could say, I could say it. I mean, my the name's on the door. Um, I'll tease it. Just look out for the Sugarland Skeeters this week. Yeah. Just, just look out for them. Alex Bregman went on assignment to join the Sugarland Skeeters in Oklahoma City. I can confirm they, it's nothing with Alex Bregman, though. Right. I'm just saying it's yeah. uh I'm just saying in general, Alex Bregman is gonna be uh, you know, with the Sugarland Skeeters. Pedro Leon just got called up to the Sugarland Skeeters. They will return home uh this coming week. So pay attention to Sugarland. Yeah, you know, maybe may catch the boys out there. Maybe. Dressed in the nines. Who knows? Hey, maybe with their fanny packs hanging out. Maybe. I don't know. 
we'll see. Got anything else as we wrap up segment three? No, I'm done. Um, just shout out Tyler Ivy. Go follow him on his Twitter. We need to get those numbers up at underscore Tyler Ivy. Guy's awesome. We got to kick back and talk just baseball, life, sports. Um, what the life is as a, a top prospect coming up and getting that call to the show and everything in between. So appreciate him a, a bunch and um, can't wait to do some more content with him. Yeah, look forward to it again. Thank you to uh, Tyler Ivy for joining us. That's going to do it here on Beyond the Diamond Podcast. Before we get out of here, follow us on our Twitter pages at BLEMA790, at ApolloDez1, and at ApolloHOU. Stay tuned this week. Big week for Apollo. Pay attention to Sugarland. And we're gonna drop. We're gonna drop. Hopefully, uh, two episodes, two more episodes of Beyond the Diamond, or maybe uh, some special Apollo pieces as the MLB trade deadline is Friday at three o'clock, and the Astros are probably gonna make a couple moves. So we're gonna try to drop some content for you guys. As always, thank you for the for the support, Des. You got anything, Brian? Uh, I mean. There's some breaking news, not so much breaking news, but I just saw it on the Twitter. The guy who Uh-oh. actually broke the Mookie Betts trade from Dodgers to um from Boston to the Dodgers, excuse me. Uh-huh. He just tweeted it out. This. Uh-oh. Los Angeles Dodgers have reached advanced stage of negotiations with the Nationals Max Scherzer. No way. Kelbert Ruiz expected to be the centerpiece. Andrew Friedman working with Scherzer's agent regarding possible extension. Padres and Red Sox are also involved. Now, this is an account, his second account, because I think his first count got clapped. So, I don't know. Could this be a Twitter rumor? I'm sure we're going to see him all week. But I had a feeling that the Dodgers were going to do something like this, especially with the whole Bauer situation. Um, I don't know. This may just maybe just be dupe, but it just came across the timeline. So, I had to, had to mention where, it. Where is that? Um, I will send I it. I cannot. I'll send it now in our group message. Um, but it's, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers did something like that. Well, I mean, when it comes to Trevor Bauer and his situation, he may not pitch again. Yeah. We haven't heard anything about that. Nothing. So, so that's not good. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I, he has a lot of issues he's got to figure out. I mean, he's looking like jail time. So, um, I, I, yeah. For the Dodgers, though, if they go get Max Scherzer, wow. (laughs) Would be be quite something. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens this week. Wow. What a way to end it. That's going to do it. (laughs) That's going to do it. We will see. Dodgers going all in. (laughs) When it comes to, man, when it comes to Major League Baseball, this week is going to be insane. So stay tuned. We're going to drop content all, all over the place. For my my co-host, Apollo Dez, I am Brian Lima. Thank you for joining. Stay tuned. We'll be back here on Beyond the Diamond Podcast on the Apollo Podcast Network. Love you guys. Here's a ground ball right side. Could do it. Fucking stupid. (laughs) I almost lost it. (laughs) Oh, my God.